Vet Girl here today with Dr. Jane Quant, a double-boarded anesthesiologist and criticalist who's an associate professor at University of Georgia. And Dr. Quant, fondly called Q, is my go-to person with questions when it comes to anesthetizing some of my critically ill patients. So in today's podcast, we're going to talk about a couple of tips when it comes to pre-medding dogs. Now, my first question is if you have an aggressive dog, what is the best intramuscular sedative or pre-med that you like using? There's a couple different ways to go. First, if they're aggressive, I have different levels of aggression. If they're mildly aggressive, I will use dexmedetomidine, probably 5 to 10 micrograms per kilogram, and then an opioid, either morphine at 1 mg per kg or hydromorphone at 0.1 mg per kg. Put those two together, the opioid N, the alpha 2, and then IM. If this is an aggressive dog to the point that you can barely handle him, I will use those first two drugs that I just mentioned and then I'll add either ketamine or telazole. Now this is the kind of combination that will probably flatten them and you can almost intubate on that pre-medication alone. So dexmedetomidine, five to 10 micrograms per kilo, hydromorphone at 0.1 mg per kg or morphine at one mg per kg, and then ketamine at four to five mg per kg or telazole at two mg per kg. Mix it all in the same syringe, IM, give them 15 to 20 minutes and they should be completely flat out. And I have actually intubated a couple of dogs on that combination. They will have a tendency to get bradycardic because of the morphine or hydromorphone plus the alpha-2. Ketamine will not probably keep the heart rate up too high. So just be aware that they will be bradycardic. If they are too bradycardic, once you get them induced and on the inhalant, then you can give an IM dose of adipamazole and reverse the alpha-2. Great hints. Now, which do you prefer, ketamine or telazole? And honestly, what's the difference? Telazole is a combination of teletamine and zolazepam. It's sort of like diazepam and ketamine. It's already mixed together one to one. It's more potent than ketamine and diazepam, and it lasts a little bit longer. Personally, I prefer ketamine because recoveries aren't quite as long. But if you want complete and total knockdown, because they're, I mean, completely vicious, telazole will probably be your better drug comparatively. In the clinic with dogs that I can actually get a leash on or a rabies pole on, I use the ketamine instead of telazole. Great question. And while we're talking about differences between drugs, can you tell me the difference between Domator and Dextomator? Domator is meditomidine and Dextomator is dexmedetomidine. They are two isomers and the dexmedetomidine is the more potent and so the company has refined and that drug is just the dexdomator is that isomer of that combination. As far as I can tell right now, the Dexdomator is the only one that's on the market. It is a little bit more potent than meditomidine was originally because it's more concentrated. All right, great tips. Now, what's your favorite pre-med for a C-section? So if the dog is amenable, I don't pre-medicate them at all. I put an IV catheter in place. If they'll allow me to, I pre-clip as much hair as possible. I like to have my, I'm blessed in that I have a surgeon separate from me. I have my surgeon scrubbed and ready. And if it's a really crisis, I'll actually induce the dog in the OR to decrease the amount of exposure time the puppies will have to the drugs and the inhalant. I typically use fentanyl and midazolam and then propofol and then either go on to isoflurane or sevoflurane. Some people use just propofol 
The only problem is there's no analgesic property with propofol, so you have to have the dog a little bit deeper on the isoflurane so they don't move when the surgeon does the cutting. And that can create some hypotension, which could affect the puppies. The reason I like fentanyl is it only lasts about 20 minutes, and it's a very potent analgesic. And by the time the surgeon gets to the puppies, the effect on the puppies is not as profound. And I reverse the puppies with one drop of naloxone from a 25-gauge needle under the tongue. And because fentanyl is such a short-acting drug, the puppies will not re-narcotize once they're reversed with a naloxone. Once the puppies are out, then I'll go ahead and give the mom hydromorphone IV for additional analgesic because it will last longer. Fantastic tips on C-sections. Now, in human medicine, they use a lot of epidurals. Do you commonly do epidurals in your C-sections to help minimize the anesthetic requirements? It depends. Humans can usually tell when they're not feeling well and they'll fast. Most of my C-section dogs, I worry that they might have a full stomach. So I do in fact do general anesthesia so I can protect their airway so they don't aspirate and potentially create pneumonia. That doesn't mean I couldn't do an epidural for extra analgesia. The other problem I have usually is I try to send my C-section mother and puppies home as soon as possible so there's no exposure to anything within our hospital that the puppies could be exposed to. So I don't do a lot of epidurals because I want that dog up and moving so they can go home relatively short period of time. So I confess I don't do a lot of epidurals in my dogs. I do give the mother one dose of an NSAID like carprofen, just one dose, injectable for extra analgesia, and that one dose will not affect the puppies through the milk. All right. I have one other question on those critically ill patients in the ICU, like Siberian Huskies or Greyhounds that you have on pain medications and just get really dysphoric from your fentanyl CRI or from your hydromorphone or oxymorphone. Even if they're a bit unstable, do you have any go-to anxiolytic drugs that just take the edge off? It depends a little bit on what the condition of the animal is. If they're extremely painful and dysphoric, and we feel that they're dysphoric from the opioids and we don't want to increase the opioid, but we don't want to reverse the opioid because we don't want to lose the analgesic effect, and they have a stable cardiovascular system, I will actually use dexmedetomidine one microgram per kilo per hour as a CRI to supplement, and that dexmedetomidine has enough sedative effect that will usually create a nice, calm, and quiet dog. If the effect is more pronounced than we like, you could always reverse it with adapamazole. The other potential, it's not a true anxiolytic, it's only a tranquilizer, is a low-dose acepromazine, 0.01 mg per keg. The only problem with that is if you give it and you don't like the effect, you can't get rid of it. It's not a reversible agent. Sometimes huskies and greyhounds are just anxious, and if we feel they're truly not painful, a low-dose acepromazine will help take the edge off of them. Perfect. Thank you so much for some fantastic tips on pre-medication in dogs with Dr. Kwan today. 